everybody back to Beards and Banners. This is episode nine. I'm Brian Williams. And I'm Matt McCrory. Welcome to episode New Wave A. Heck yeah. And Matt, I don't know about you. I've been looking forward to this one. We're going to dive right in. We talked about it last episode. If you had a chance to listen, uh, we talked a little bit about episode nine and we were excited about doing a Beards and Banners top 10 of 2023. I am excited and it's going to be a great year 2024, but hey, there were some really good things that happened in 2023 and I can't wait to talk about them. So let's dive right in. I have number 10. All right, Matt, I'm ready. Shoot. Number 10 is Brian in the year 2023. What is the best one that you bought? The best one I bought. Well, I will tell you, we bought a couple that I'm kind of way in on. And like every year, we bought a few that I wasn't as excited about in the long run. But I think at our place, the best one we bought was a spot bear that Hunter Langoff placed at our house. Uh, he was a Staten pig. Um, that one comes to our house, still uh, still a boar, uh, kind of fed on that guy, ended up cutting him. And if you ask Hunter or my daughter or really anybody with any common sense, we waited a little too long to cut that guy. And by <laughs> a little too long, I mean about nine days before the expo. And, uh, and my vet would certainly tell you that we waited too long to cut him. Uh, but we cut him about nine days before the expo, took him to Des Moines, and he ended up being champion spot bearer at Des Moines at the expo. So that was a cool one for us in our barn, for sure, and one that I certainly didn't have buyer's remorse on. That is great. And I saw that one on video at Walton a little bit, and, and he was an interesting-looking cat, man. He was a He was a cool cat. Matt, how about you? What's your best one you bought this year? Well, I don't know if you know this and you have the same feeling, but sometimes winning that county fair is one of the hardest shows to win. And this year, my son, Leo, had the opportunity to show Barra that we bought from Laird's. That was a my intention that won, and won the county fair and got the job done at Pike County, Missouri. And uh, it was a cool rig and really heavy boned, really good top thing and uh, moved really, really well. And Boy, he was just, he had that look and balance and ruggedness. And it was a, it was a good year for Leo. And he was very proud to exhibit that thing. And uh, he Betty got was. it done on the county fair level, buddy. Well, I'll tell you, I'm 100% in agreement. And I think about anybody would agree to that. You know, if you go down the road long enough and you hit enough of those shows, two things I think are pretty consistent. The most drama that you encounter at a livestock show typically happens at your county fair. And number two, probably the hardest one to win, bar none, sometimes it's your county fair. Man, shout out to Leo. That's awesome for him. Yeah, he's a proud, he's he's already looking forward to next year. And we kind of do an on-off thing at the county fair where one year you do home raised and the next year we're going to do a, uh, we do a purchased one. So this year we're going to flip flop. Seamus gets the purchased one and uh, oh. old uh, Leo gets the home raised one. So we'll have a couple crosses that he could choose from to be able to make that happen. So, yeah, buddy, them boys are going to come with guns loaded. I bet. I think so. I think uh, whether, whether or not we've got good livestock on there, we'll have some Nerf guns in our trailer. <laughs> That's the way to go. That's yeah. all that matters. You know, 
when I was their age, you, you wanted to pack your bike. You always want to pack uh -huh. your bike to the county fair. Always some biking to do. And, uh, and then you always had to have a water gun. Seemed like there's always uh -huh. a water fight to be had. You know, one of my favorite memories was this. My grandma always got a kick out of, you know, at the Missouri State Fair in the Shorthorn Barn, you could throw that line above with a snake on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People would be walking down. Drop it on them when they, they come down through the aisle. Snake oh, down. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've seen women scream, run out of there. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. They, it, we always got a kick out of that. So. That's a classic. Little That's Henry, a classic. Little Henry there. Maybe the a little Henry. In the 1980s and 90s. Matt. That leads us maybe to number nine on our top 10 list. I can't wait. And that would be, and it goes along with what we just said. What's the, what, what's your favorite one you raised this year? What's your favorite animal you created? Well, this past year, my sons love to show boars at the Missouri state fair and we like showing their national shows too. Right. So as you know, Brian, we like to dabble in the Chester Whites. And uh, a couple years ago, we had a boar called Bo that we sold mm -hmm. to Mr. Al Schminke. And yep. uh, that boar got along really well at the Missouri State Fair. We actually brought two Chester White boars. And in the junior show, they had uh, one uh, reserve in the next day and champion. And the next day, we went champion reserve with the other two. They, they liked the other two, and we, we too hold that show. Well, that bow boar, he was a really moderate framed, really, really heavy bone box or big screen um, son out of uh, box office sow. And we took that thing to uh, one of our better sows up here uh, at Black and Gold Swine Genetics. And she laid down, had a nice little boar pig that we kept, and Seamus really liked that thing. And we kept him and showed him at the Missouri State Fair. And he ended up getting it done and won the Missouri State Fair for, I think, like the fifth year out of sixth. We've brought home the champion champion plaque from the Missouri State Fair and the Chester deal. So uh, Pretty good run. Those boys pretty deadly on the Chester. Run. Actually, probably tonight or tomorrow, our, our uh, Chester Sal is giving birth, uh, so we're going to have to watch her pretty hard to make sure yep. that we continue that run. So anyway, but that's probably the best one we had. We had a, a bow son that got along really well at the Missouri State Fair. What about you? Man, man? that's that's awesome. You know, we had a we had a litter of bow pigs there last last year that we sold a few pigs out of that did okay. That's that's kind of a neat boar up there at Owls. Yeah, it is very unique. His, his hind leg is is pretty ideal. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. What about you, man? I know you put out some good ones out of the old Beth Sal, didn't you? Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, that's probably where I'm headed is old Beth. She uh, Beth is is a guilt we raised a year ago, or I guess two years ago now, that, uh, you know, we, and I've told that story, I think, on here. We tried to sell her like three times, and she no-selled. Nobody would buy her. We decided we were going to show her. Um we found some judges that really liked her, found some one judge, I won't tell you who, that absolutely didn't like her. Uh, probably not my happiest day. I've loaded stuff back up and, and went home. But uh, when it all was done, she she was champion like Cross there, not last summer, but summer before her state fair. So around here, we kind of agonized a little bit on what are we going to breed her to? Where How are we going to mate her up? What are we going to do? And uh, I was really way in on the, uh, the, the and then some board there at Beeman's. 
And we've talked about him on here before. I'm a big fan of that one. And so that's kind of the route we went. It kind of, in my mind, was going to create kind of an interesting show pig pedigree. And then some is a tricked out rusty cage that Beth guilt is a lock it up crickets. Uh, and so you hit on some very different types and some really neat, neat pieces there. And uh, we got a litter of, of pigs out of that deal. Were, they were kind of late. They were like March hogs and, and I thought, man, I don't know what we're going to do with these things. We ended up selling a few of them, and a couple of them hit a lick. And, and uh, we had a guilt in there that, that I'll be honest, was not my favorite at the beginning when they were little pigs. And we were picturing, I, I didn't know if she's good enough necked. I didn't know if she was just, you know, choke-fronted and cool enough. I knew from their back I really loved her. As the summer went on, um, that one, uh, we were going we to sell her, decided to keep her back, and, and – uh, thought maybe Bradley just show her state fair and man she got sick and she got behind and then we got her fed and she's starting to look good and then she broke with staff right before we were leaving for state fair and it was bad it was a one of those like wasn't just like oh she's got some juicy lines there down her like blown apart looked like freddy krueger you know woke her up from a dream the wrong way and she was rough, and so we we doctored on her, but we kept her home from the state fair. So I thought, hey, she's going to be a great replacement guilt, but we're never going to get to show her. Long story short, a great family uh, here in, in Missouri. Eric Bright, one of my good friends, they moved in from California and live here in Missouri now, and they'd had a, a run of pretty good luck and had like a reserve 4-H bear at the state fair. And they decided, hey, we, we think we might want to feed on some stuff for Kansas City, might want to feed on some stuff for Louisville. What do you got for what do you got for gilts? And I said, well, I've got this gilt that looks pretty rough. That's had staff, but I'm kind of a she's big legged. She's massive. Um, center with them, man. She has a, the only time she got showed was in Louisville, man. She had a nice day. Didn't win the show, but, but uh, yeah, ends up, I think winning her class ends up like uh, third in that division. And then like ninth, I think. And, and so man, that one, from start to finish and i like him this way got better every single day of her life i think mm-hmm. and in the end uh when we leased her out i was really glad that uh that we leased her out we bought her back in a sale at louisville that's how much i liked her and uh instead of letting her go we actually bought her back and brought her home and uh and so i'm excited about that one in terms of the ones we raised she's probably top of my list she is a dense creature, that's for sure. Isn't she, she is. She's dense. Now, I'll be the first one to tell you, she's probably not, probably not gonna up the frame score on any of those hogs. Um, but to get some of the stuff pieces that that she has that I like, it's hard to make them great big giraffes and look like she looks. Well, my friend, number eight is mm. going to be the perfect place for you. Oh man, I can't wait. Number eight is the best sire that got you jacked up in 2023 to use in 2024. And I have one that I Mm. think would work killer for her because I got to watch this one on the Crossroads Genetics Boar Parade here this summer. And there has never been a boar that I've seen on a video that's probably hit me as hard with the look, the athleticism, the, the density 
the upheaded, extended look of this one. He was just really good, and he is going to cross well with yours. The old trick daddy bore out yeah. of Crossroads that was raised by Cantrell Show Pigs, and buyers bought a piece of that thing. And this guy is big legged, he is flexible, he has an awesome running gear, and he is cool fronted, ties that head neck in really good with the blade. He is lights out, and I think he is the creature to breed to that line, my buddy. You know, you're you're speaking my language, Matt. <laughs> you're speaking my language. That gets me pumped. And you know, I kind of have a soft spot for that tricked out stuff. For sure. Uh, I love it. And, and, you know, we talked about that. But way back at the outset of this whole thing, man, you go to the backdrop on those things when we're judging the show. What's this one out of tricked out? What's this one out? Tricked out son. Tricked out son. It, it just seems like in the era we're in right now, for the last year, whatever it's been, it, you're hard pressed to find something that, doesn't have a little tricked out in them somewhere, mm -hmm. either on the out of a out of tricked out or out of a tricked out son, or maybe that female um, goes back to tricked out a little bit. And man, I'll tell you, I'm cheating a little bit because I've got a list, and I won't go mile long on this list. There's a whole bunch of boards that I've seen that really intrigue me, pieces and parts, stuff that is is interesting. Obviously, talking about tricked out, those tricked out clones at Premium Blend. Um, and and we tried those deals and one of the, one of those clones. Um, there are so many good ones right now um, that it's hard to say, man, this is the one. Yep. You know, I talked about I still love and then some. Um, I, I've got a litter of Van Gogh pigs on the ground that I absolutely love from Beeman's. Um, I can't wait to use mattress pad. Um, and but my daughter just sent me a picture. A couple days ago so it comes in under the wire on 2023 just under the wire and i'm gonna see about semen on this guy for breeding for summer pigs it's a boar called red shirt at dnl show pigs dnl and, and crone farm show pigs he's a solid white which i know is not in vogue i get it i get that some people shy away from blues and and white hogs as cross sires but you got to realize, I like that light cross deal. And when I think about those light cross gilts that I've got and some solid white gilts, uh, this guy's a tricked out tell-all. And I think he is way cool for a solid white one. And if a guy's going to make York classifiers for down south, who buddy, uh, throw him over there on my uh, crickets and then some lock it up deals that I've saved back gets me pretty jazzed man that is a good looking boar and i'm excited for you to use him and see what he brings in 2024 i think there's some good ones you know as if we are cheating a little bit that, that wide awake boar Woo! oh man that thing oh, right man. there he is a beast and he is a sexy mofo so he is a he's a good one so i think uh i'm looking forward to this year i think there's some good ones i've never seen a collection of boars and pigs they're as good as what we have to use right now yep. in the industry and yep. you know what? we can attribute that a lot to that tricked out boar because so many of them go back to him and never before pretty exciting stuff you know when i look 
around at my gilts with the exception of that litter we talked about. Um, those, those replacement gilts out of last year's litter that are, and then some crickets lock it up. When I looked at the stuff I kept back and bred this year, almost everything goes back to next intention never before. Mm -hmm. And then we're trying to kind of segue into that tricked out, some of that tricked out derivative stuff, um, are quite frankly derivative stuff. And it gets me pretty excited to see where this thing's going and the kind that we can create, not just us, not just when I say we certainly, I hope we create some good ones. I hope you yeah, create you some do. good ones, but we as an industry, man, I just think it's so cool. Mm -hmm. And we aren't even talking about the other breeds and species, but we will a little bit here later on in the day because you know, we're not a one trick pony act here. That's know. right. I know we sound like it disclaimer time. I know that this is sometimes turns into just hogs. I promise we're going to talk about some other stuff too. Okay, Matt. Item number seven. What's your favorite show you went to this year? What's your favorite show you attended? You know, this year we kind of sat back and we didn't do as many national shows as we have in the past. And we kind of played it a little bit more low key, you know, but there's always a spe special place in my heart for that Missouri state fair. Oh yeah. And I know that that state fair is uh, you know, one that, you know, Chad Hill talked about a little bit when he was on with us, he says, yep. that's kind of turned into a little honey hole for a lot of boar studs and things like that to pick up a good boar here and there. And, you know, it's competitive. Yeah. One of the coolest things I've seen is Norman, Greg Norman a few years ago came and judged that deal and he stayed for the sale and left with about seven head yep. from that thing. Yep. And if it's good enough for him and his family to go after some and leave with the open show champion guilt, which we raised and a few other ones in the spot deal, you know, that, that means a lot. And oh, I, yeah, think, uh, you know, people, people are starting to notice, especially breeders throughout the United States that that thing there's some good ones there, and sometimes they're more affordable than what the breeders would like for them to be. But uh, it's it's a nice little honey hole for some good genetics. It's okay to have hometown pride, man. It, it, there's nothing wrong with that. Texans like them Texas majors. Okies yeah, like do. OYE. If you're from Indiana, Indiana State Fair is a pretty big deal. If you're from Iowa, Iowa State Fair is a pretty big deal. I, as a Missourian, I'm going to say it. It's going to be controversial. Everybody that's not a Missourian, cover yours. Everybody that is a Missourian, stand up and cheer, because I'm going to tell you. Missouri State Fair in the hog barn, especially, is slept on a little bit. That's a pretty mm -hmm. darn good show. And the folks that go judge that one and sort it, I think, would agree with that. And I'll tell you, I'm going to chime right in and tell you that my favorite show I attended this year is the American Royal in Kansas City. Ooh. So we got, I, we're hometown crowd all the way, buddy. We're hometown crowd. Um, and that's okay. Um, I'll tell you, there's a lot of national shows over the course of a year, whether it be junior nationals on the cattle side. And we got to go to a few of those this year, whether it's Louisville, Denver, um, some of those kind of shows, Cattlemen's Congress, which we got to go to in Oklahoma city. That's going on right now that I'm home fair when sales and not down there where I'd like to be. Um, there's a lot. And of course, Texas major. So why some of the stuff we talked about Tulsa state fair, um, there's a lot of really neat shows and big shows that go on over the course of the year. 
But I, for my money, when I went from barn to barn, and I got to watch every species in terms of market animals, I got to watch every market show. Not maybe not the whole thing, but I got to watch pieces of it in Kansas City. And I know we talked about on this podcast the Grand Drive that was set up, and they do it all at one time now in Hale Arena in different sections. And I can tell you, and I said it then, and I'm gonna say it again. If you were in there watching that deal and and looking at the caliber of livestock out there in those grand drives and listening to those judges tell you about their experience in Kansas City, tell you about their experience judging the American role and how much it meant to each of those crews that judged, if the hair didn't stand up on the back of your neck a little bit and realize this one's special, this one's pretty cool, um, then maybe you don't, you didn't drink enough coffee this morning or something. I don't know what's going on with you, but it's a darn good show. The American Royal, admittedly, there was a time it faltered a little bit mm -hmm. and numbers got way down. Quality probably wasn't as good as it was in some of those other majors and national shows. But I think today, the top end of that thing, and I'm not talking about the hog show here. Hog show's good. Don't get me wrong. Hog show's real good. But go watch that sheep show and tell me that thing into barn murder. Go watch mm -hmm. that goat show and tell me that thing getting super salty. Go watch the steer show and tell me that those top five, six, eight, ten steers. 15, 20. Aren't, aren't just lights out good. I think that, and I, I love the atmosphere. I love the tradition of it being in Kansas City down there in the West Bottoms. And I know it's probably not the most state-of-the-art facility, maybe. It's probably not the newest facility, um, but there's something about me as a Missourian, as a kid that grew up close to there, that, man, that gets me that time of the year and pulling off that off-ramp off down there on 12th Street and mm -hmm. heading down there towards the American Royal Complex, it just don't get no better. It it's always going to be one of my favorites. I mean, it does. It's like I'm like a kid on Christmas. Hey, there's nothing better. Nothing better. You know how Christmas vacation kind of looks a little, hits yeah. a little close to home for you? Yeah, yeah. Watching Tin Cup was that for me. I was like, oh, I can see myself doing that. Just <laughs> oh, give yeah. me another ball, Leo. Give me another Just ball. put it right here. Yep. So. Yep. The part I relate to probably is when he, he's out playing and he breaks every club in his bag except his seven iron. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I kind of I kind of get that. I kind of yeah. get that. I, I can see those days. You, I love the golf. But I uh, I only golf in flip flops, nice. <laughs> and, and I get made fun of a lot. Uh, but I I sometimes can get a hold of one, and people are like, "How do you do that in flip flops?" Like I can't golf without flip flops. I have golfed with you, and you are a surprisingly good golfer. I think I maybe played one of the worst rounds of my life one day when we played. And I and I just remember thinking, boy, Matt's way better than I anticipated, and I'm way worse as it turns out. Well, before I had, well, I I have to admit, I didn't have a kid. My wife did all the work. Okay, <laughs> she did the heavy lifting. She did all of it. Okay, my last three rounds were a 37, 36, 35. Oh man. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I had children and went from playing once a week to twi or twice a week to once a year. <laughs> and you, you lose it if you don't use it. Uh, that is correct. 
That is crazy. That is, that is, the bulk of my life, I was more of a once or twice a year kind of guy. Now I get to go maybe a little more than that, uh-huh. but still not as much as I never thought I'd, I'd enjoy something that I'm so horrible at as much as I do. Yeah, it is a conundrum uh, of it sorts. Is. Like, how do you enjoy something that you are that bad at? And, and I'll tell you, it's not universal. I hate bowling. I hate bowling because I'm not a good bowler. And everybody like there, I'm the guy that like, I guess I, I just can't get any touch on the ball. And like mm-hmm. I try doing the backspin and stuff and ends I up mean, like it, it's bouncing in other people's lane. I'm putting <laughs> a dent in the floor. I'm missing everything entirely. Ball. And everybody around me, like little seven-year-old kids are like granny rolling it down. Strike. Like there's a 90-year-old grandma. Strike. Yep. Somebody's girlfriend just got her nails painted, don't want to touch the ball. Strike. And I'm like, you know, I'd like to think I have maybe a shred of athleticism. Yep. I can do this. And whack off the gutter. Bounce yep. over the deal into somebody else's lane. And so when somebody's like, hey, man, you want to go bowling? I'm like, you know, absolutely, I, I do not. I absolutely <laughs> do not. Um, I will not go bowling. So well, it's not universal. But I for think- some reason, golf, I can be horrible and I can like it. I, you know, something about being outside. Yeah, yeah. Good company, golf carts. You know, bowling had golf carts. You could just go up to the next lane. Yeah. It might be different, I think. But uh, uh, I I don't mind. I Going bowling is something that I never look forward to until I'm there. And then I'm like, oh, that was, that was a better time than I thought it was. But yeah. I have ADHD so bad. And I talk about this every once in a while. Like, I can't even like, <laughs> I can't even fill up my gas tank full <laughs> because I like, I gotta, I gotta, I'm gotta, so get I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta this, go. So, this gas <laughs> thing seems to be a reoccurring theme. I know, Matt. I know. but um, by the 10th frame, I'm done. Like usually that 10th frame, I'm bowling from the step and I'm just like, yeah, there you go. Like, there you yep. go. I'm like, all right, just on get it over with. Just get it over with. Yep. So that's that's kind of how I am. Now, back to the uh, the list here. My oh, wife yeah. and I, we uh, have started a new show called Homeland. And it's, oh. it's not a new show, but it's an older show that we New to watched. you. New to you. Uh, well, we watched it a few years ago and uh, didn't finish it. And now we're fi- finishing it. And uh, it's about the CIA and spies and like all the ins and outs of that and oh my gosh like there's a different wild turn every second of every show and they're always in trouble and they always get out of it and it's pretty crazy so but it's really good i highly recommend homeland on hulu if you're looking for a good binge watching show that's action-packed uh it's not a family-oriented show i mean this is not something that uh, little kids should probably be watching. There's a lot of shooting up, shooting it up and different stuff. There's no bulls in a bar. No How bulls in a bar. There is, is there a crazy Beth type character? In yes, this there is. Uh, her hey, name I is might Karen, be in. And she is, she is literally crazy. She goes off the deep end several times during the each season, really. So I'm gonna have to check this deal out, man. I think I know the show you're talking about. Does it have Claire Danes in it? Yes, Claire it is. Claire Danes. Speaking of Claire Danes, I gotta throw this, I gotta throw throw it out there. Have you if you're an ag teacher, okay. If you're if you work in education, if you're an ag teacher, or 
let's say you're a guidance counselor or anything like that, go go watch the Temple Grandin movie that stars Claire Danes. They made a movie about Temple Grandin. Claire Danes plays her. I showed it every year in class, and it is tremendous. It is a great movie. They did a great job of portraying her and her life and, you know, her struggles or I guess probably God say victories with autism mm -hmm. and her involvement in the livestock world and the things that she had overcome. And man, I will tell you, I never showed that movie that kids didn't enjoy it. Didn't talk about it later in a positive way. And we didn't make reference to it after that. So if you're an ag teacher out there, or if you're a counselor uh, or, or something like that, where you're, you're trying to, you know, get kids to be more accepting or less bullying or any of that kind of stuff, even if it, what you do doesn't have an agricultural spin to it, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Good deal. I, I have not watched that one, but I've heard. You're going to have to check that one out, Matt. I think, you'd, I think you'd really like it. It's real good. In fact, I had to buy a new copy because I made Brandon Craig watch it one time. Ag teacher at North Harrison there at Eagleville, Missouri. He liked it good enough. He borrowed my copy, and I don't think he ever gave it back. So I had to. I ended up having to go eventually buy a new copy of that deal. Um, we'll, we'll forgive him. He's a pretty good guy. So. He's. Uh, I think he ought to make the honorary top ten list as maybe one of my favorite ag teachers out there in the oh, world. Yeah. And uh, shout out to B Craig if you're you're listening to this. We're gonna crack the top five. Are you ready? I am excited. Number five. What? is the number one most played song on your music listening device. It can be your playlist, your phone. I went back and checked mine to tell you what my number one most played song is. What's your most played song? My most played song is Zach Bryan, I Remember Everything. And nice. It is one that right now I lean on pretty heavy. Man, his voice in that is so clear. Okay? Oh, yeah. He has a little Johnny Cash twang in the end of the first verse. They slows it really down. And it is just so good. And we talked about that duet between Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow a few yeah, years yeah. Few back. To me, this, uh, this song right here, to me, is on that scale as far as that memorable of a duet you know it was a big year for old zach bryan oh and uh and i don't see him shutting her down anytime soon we probably should reach out to him and see if he'd want to maybe be a guest talk a little bit about opening the know, gate opening or, the uh, gate. maybe he'll do that from austin hey there we go there we go. Maybe he can tell us about an Oklahoma smoke show or two. I'm sure he could tell us about three or four. <laughs> nice. Well, if nothing else, maybe he'd like to be a sponsor here on Beards and Banners. I'm sure that's exactly what he's thinking. I would, so, I bet he probably is a pretty dedicated listener. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. I, you know, that's a lot of speculation, but I think a little bit up his alley. Uh, you know what? You know, we've had. A lot of listeners and we have you know broke the uh 5, listens mark and uh and lots and lots of downloads out there and feeling pretty good about that so maybe he is one of those that has tuned in could be. it could uh, be i mean he's him and the 
king of England, I think, are <laughs> have about the same chance, probably. <laughs> well, well, hey, what's looked, your number one? I looked mine up, and I'll tell you, it's not a new song. Surprise, surprise. Uh, it's not a new song. White Trash Story 2, The Deuce, <laughs> uh, the Casey Donahue band. There you go. Probably tells you everything you need to know about me. Yep, it does. It does. So it's 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 a biography, right? It pretty autobiographical. <laughs> yes. Yes. If not me directly, certainly in my little immediate radius at North Central Missouri location is very similar uh to those to those songs. Well, if you've ever been around my barn during March contest season, uh a little white trash story is what my I got feed sacks everywhere, like just mm -hmm. like boots from customers just thrown in the trash can that's overfilled, and and you know I I need to just uh, spend about five hours one day just cleaning that out in March, but I I get it, buddy. That's a good one. It's a, it's a classic, and obviously one that doesn't fail me when I'm cruising down the road and needing a good tune to listen to. All right, we are to number four of our 2023 spotlight, and uh, it is one that I'm really excited to talk about because we've always liked to talk about good animals, and we've talked about that over and over, and, you know, Walton Webcasting allows us to see multiple shows to kind of tune in and get us dialed in to know where we're at, and I have one that I saw this year that... She's the best one of any species I saw, and it is Sarah Sullivan's champion at the American Royal. And I believe she was a percentage sim, and that thing was as salty as any animal that I've ever seen. She was so dense. However, I like my females to be big old bodied, and, and I still am a sucker for length of body in my cows. Yep. And for a breeding heifer, she was as long pinned or long from hooks to pins as deep and as big hipped as she could have possibly been and still had a beautiful front end on her. She was just so unique and had all those extras. She goes to number one on my list for 2023. Buddy, that's pretty distinguished deal. And I'll tell you that heifer pretty lights out good. Um, I will tell you that great minds think alike. We're going to stay with the same show, same deal, but jump species. Uh, I got a chance, like I said earlier, American Royal, kind of one that's near and dear to my heart. And I got a chance to watch a lot of that deal. And I've, you talked about that one in a previous episode. I'm going to use one that I talked about in a previous episode, that grand goat at Kansas city. I thought was phenomenal. And, uh, it it was cool to watch, like I said, that whole experience. He was the last one I think they slapped was the goat. It was neat to get to watch Skyler and Shannon Scott and sort that deal. Guys that fellow Missourians, guys that, you know, I grew up, you know, having a lot of respect for for Shannon and 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 thinking that Shannon was just pretty darn cool when I was a kid. And then as I've watched his boys grow, I have a tremendous amount of respect for both them boys and and uh, they've been such a big influence, I think, on so many kids here in Missouri, my daughter included. So getting to watch those guys sort that deal was cool. Then when I got to really studying the goats and seeing which one they were zeroed in on and got to see that thing up close, I, I just think that that one was pretty cool and pretty special. 
And I'd say across species, in terms of the ones that I saw in person, that grand goat at Kansas City, I think is pretty awesome specimen. Big, stout, wide, burly, dense, all of those adjectives we like to throw in there. Big racked, big loined, big wide pinned, huge butted, big legged, big footed. But that guy's look and build and how he combined all of those things, I think it's just so hard to make animals like that. They just don't come around very often. And so to get to see one that's looked like he looked, 12 o'clock, get the grand slap. Man, it was, I had nothing to do with it. I couldn't be any more far removed from that particular animal or situation. And it was still one of the coolest things I've seen this year and one of the best creatures I've seen this year. You know, we talk all the time about how things will just stick with you. And I don't think either one of us will forget those animals. Right. It's nope. just one of those things that we'll just remember because they're just so <clears throat> the far reaching pieces of those things is so different and how they can combine all those things to combine that genetics with that feed value. And as far as what they've done to those things, to get those dialed in, my gosh, uh, hands or shout out to those people and congratulations because you made some good ones happen this year. Heck yeah. That was awesome, man. That was awesome. I love talking about good livestock. That was awesome. We are to number three. We're now in the top three, which means that this list is getting pretty doggone intense. Okay, Matt, we're going to venture outside, which we do sometimes. What news story of 2023, what event, what news story do you hit you the most but then probably faded as quick as anything maybe didn't change anybody's life but at the time you felt like oh buddy this is a biggie okay now that i've asked that question matt i feel like we have to throw a disclaimer out there because obviously we are not your news source for to keep updated uh we're probably two guys that are the least informed in terms of topical or current events uh, going on in the country and in the world. So if it crosses our desk and we're aware of it, it's probably newsworthy. So that's why I kind of threw this one in there. If it's on our radar, it probably was a big deal. For sure. And I will say that about 10 years ago, I would have, have considered myself fairly informed. I yeah. used to love politics. In fact, I thought about getting into it a little bit, mm -hmm. um, worked in some presidential campaigns and worked in Jefferson City at the Capitol for a little bit. And did some things. I, I really like how, you know, legislation happens and the ins and outs of it. With that being said, last 10 years, there's been so many controversies. Oh, my gosh. So many things that just so much negative in the world. I'll be honest with you, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say it. I tuned it out. I just can't deal with it anymore. I've got too many things to worry about. Those problems are really important, but I don't need to hear it from news sources. Because those news sources, in my opinion, both sides are so biased that I want to hear the real news and I want to hear yeah. what's going on. I kind of miss the real news. news. You remember, do you remember Matt when we were kids and like the six o'clock news would come on and they'd say, Hey, an explosion happened here. Yeah. And we went down to the local park and videoed a squirrel on water skis behind an RC boat. Oh man, that squirrel was awesome. 
this sports team won a game. Hey. Grandma submitted a jam to the national competition and won an award. On tomorrow's news, we're going to tell you what happens tomorrow. Yeah. And that was about it. It lasted 30 minutes. Six o'clock news. Come in at eight supper. Watch six o'clock news. 630. It's done. Time for Wheel of Fortune or whatever's on after that. But it was just a, here's what happened. Not, here's what happened. Here's who's to blame. Here's how you should feel about it. Here's how it's going to affect me tomorrow. Here's what my grandma had to say about it. Let me blog a little bit. Oh, these people don't like what I said. They're the enemy. I don't know where we got to. That's my political rant. Other than this, that's my first of many speeches that we are going to throw in. I'm starting a grassroots effort right now, Matt, because I also, as a kid, always thought at some point, maybe I would run for office. Maybe I would run for an office. Mm -hmm. I always thought maybe I would run for the legislature. As an adult, I look at that and go, oh my gosh, like I can't, I have no idea why anybody would want to do that job. Uh But I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I always told my students, I'm sure you told them the same thing. You got to get involved. You got to try to better your surroundings, your community, your state, whatever. So I'm throwing down the gauntlet. And this is maybe the first official uh, mention of Beards and Banners, the winning ticket in 2024. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, I'll tell you the one for me, story. Matt. And again, it's <laughs> a it, it's one that uh, it 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 sparked me when I heard it, and but not for the reasons that you might think. Um, the Chinese spy balloon. Oh yeah, that went over because it came actually sort of kind of close to you and I, it kind of come down mm-hmm. through Missouri and kind of drifted over and it, boy, that was a big deal. They, you know, well, how are we going to shoot this down? We can't shoot down my phone. Somebody blah, blah, blah. There was just a million things like, what is it? What's it doing? Blah, blah. And I, the only thing I could think was we're in 20. I mean, obviously now here we are 2024, but it, we're in 2023. This is the highest level of technology we've got as a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> a balloon is this 1911 is that what we're doing i can get on google earth matt and i can see how your sows standing in yep. your lot on your farm people can get yep. on google earth and see the big trash pile behind my barn how do the chinese need to fly a balloon up over the ice what don't they have google can't they just get on the i can what are you looking for that you can't find on google <laughs> it's 2023 my goodness give me a break Maybe Google doesn't update as much as we'd like. I don't know. Maybe not. But, but at the same time, I think you're. Well, you, what's you, going on that's that quick? It takes three and a half years to fill a pothole on my blacktop. What's going up in the time that Google updates that these guys don't know about? I just don't. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand how balloon technology, a big piece of erector set tied to a big helium balloon, is the best spy technology we have. But in my mind, up in arms, buddy. Oh, buddy. And I'll tell you, when I say that was my thoughts, that might not have been the thing people were most worried about. They're going to shoot. I know. I know people in my county went out with deer rifles and tried to shoot at it. Um, <laughs> they're tracking that thing on their phone. They're driving around with spotlights. And then for, hey, I'm glad. I'm sure the deer were glad for a little bit of a break to get away from the spotlights and rifles. But the spy balloon, they couldn't quite get her shot down. You know, and they finally did get that thing shot down, but I've never heard, you know, and that's why I said fade fast because it was huge news. Everybody, 
you went to the grocery or the the gas station in town. You went to the feed store. That's all anybody's talking about. That spy balloon. A week later, I never heard another thing about it. No. Oh. Um, the other one that I was going to throw out there, just because it's mind boggling to me that this happens, is when we lost an entire fighter jet. That to me was one of the most, and I'm sure it was dangerous. I, I don't remember if the pilot was okay or not okay. So we may have to cut this if if he was harmed. But what a ridiculous thing to happen. I'm mad when I lose a brush at a hog show and I search for that thing like it's made of gold. How do we lose a bazillion dollar fighter jet and not mm-hmm. know where that thing's at? Maybe we need our own balloons. Maybe that's yeah, what we need. Maybe a maybe balloon we... should just fall around those fighter jets. I guess so. Tether them to the back to or something. It. Haul a balloon back here. Paint the doggone things neon green or something so we can find them when we lose them. Maybe I... China was trying to help us out by sending the, the spy Man, I Hey, we're just trying to find your your missing plane. We're just trying to find your jet you lost. Um, trying to help a guy out. You shoot down our balloon. It's our kid's birthday. We don't know what was going on. <laughs> With that being said, audience, we are not. We are all American here. I mean, we're about America, and that's right. You know, but but so we take what we say in jest. We are. That's right. Well, and the best part of the weather balloon stories, I'm not making fun of Americans for shooting a balloon down. I'm making fun of other countries because that's the height of their technology <laughs> is a balloon, ladies and gentlemen. We have fighter jets that the pilots wear helmets that they can look through the plane and see the ground. And these folks are flying birthday balloons on an erector set with a camera that's just slightly above what i use at judging pro so it's uh i just uh i just find the whole doggone thing pretty comical i think they bought that weather balloon at walmart that looks like a walmart deal to me it probably was some redneck trying to fly his brand new gas grill over his brother-in-law's with a helium balloon and it just got away from him yeah i you know what we should just try that one day i'll try to send a barbecue grill up to you and see what see if it makes national news we'll we'll put a beards and banners logo on it that's right beards and banners logo on the balloon you fly a a charcoal grill what would you like matt what would you like me to try to send you via balloon um a couple brushes would be great i will make you a A pair of clippers i can put i i got a pair of old clippers in there that i'd throw in there (laughs) runs good needs battery um and i'd throw a couple brushes in there even or a trailer axle. Either one would work. I have out. to have a big balloon for that. Yeah, We'd I think that we would have to do some thinking and some engineering far above our abilities for that one. Well, that's our thoughts on national news, everybody. <laughs> Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. That will not be a <laughs> daily or weekly segment here for Beers and Banners. Uh, if you want to learn nothing about what's going on in America or worldwide, uh, tune in to Beards and Banners. If you want to learn something, that's for a different topic. If you want to learn something, go watch, go rewatch Sesame Street. There's good yep. quality programming. I probably need to rewatch a few episodes. Did you ever watch? Do you remember on um, Saturday morning cartoons? I was, they would have Schoolhouse Schoolhouse Rock. Do you remember that Schoolhouse yeah. Rock? I'm just a bill on Capitol Hill. It was good. Oh. I learned so much of what I know right there between Sesame Street and that. 
they should have handed me a college degree and just turned me out because I'm, I'm sure I regressed from mm-hmm. that particular time in my life. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Uh, but I, I, I was more of the, uh, instead of schoolhouse rock, the fraggle rock. Fraggle rock. <laughs> now I know what fraggle or rock Smurfs. is, but we didn't, we, Oh, the Smurfs. Or man. tailspin. I like those. Uh, so there wasn't a whole lot of learning, but Sesame Street, I did. I was a regular on that. So Muppet Babies, you remember that? Oh, you remember Muppet Babies? That is good stuff. Not it much is- rhyme or reason behind that deal, but uh, boy, no. just good life lessons good. in that one. Yeah, be kind to people, change your diaper, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. I think are- nobody likes a stinky. A stinky yeah. diaper friend. That, you don't want to be the crazy, stinky. That crazy Gonzo man. Oh my just so goofy. <laughs> All right, we are on number two, my friends. Number two. And number two is best experience oh, of 2023, man. and the world knows mine. There's a little lady called Taylor Swift, and she <laughs> was on the Eras tour. And I attended the concert the same day, Travis Kelsey. So I am basically calling myself a matchmaker. I think you're and Travis Kelsey's wingman. I think he yes, probably signed some sort of a that, that he non-disclosure agreement. I'll go ahead and tell the world. Okay. I know you can't say it, Matt. So it's I will spill the beans. If you're out there, I know after our news report, I'm sure major news affiliates are picking this up. Uh-huh. Matt doesn't want to tell you he's Travis to Kelsey's wingman. Yes. And do you know that that was probably one of the nights where, you know how like a major win of a football game or something, no one wants to leave. Yep. That concert, no one wanted to leave. We were there for four hours. Nobody wanted to leave. They wanted to soak it all up. She was so great. She was entertaining. It was just an amazing show. (laughs) And we were close. We were so close. We were 10 rows up. I didn't even know the stage lit up until the next day, TikToks and stuff like that. I was like, oh my gosh, the stage lit up. Where was I on that? So anyway, it was great. Uh, Highly recommend it. Uh, It's worth every penny and it does cost some pennies. You know, that's the thing is very seldom are them really neat deals like that giveaways or freebies but according to matt invest in taylor mm-hmm. swift tickets it is well worth the cost don't buy that breeding heifer this year that's right Go maybe don't self an error's ticket don't don't take the trip to denver don't buy that new heifer cut your feed bill in half mm-hmm. buy taylor swift tickets that's yep. our message for this evening Yep, I think uh, that's kind of the way it is. So it was a good experience. Glad we went. And uh, I have often thought about your Taylor Swift story, Matt, um, because I'm not going to lie, and I think I said it at the outset of that story. I really did picture you going to the Taylor Swift concert by yourself (laughs) and had to kind of wrap my mind around the whole experience. But I'm telling you, I'm a little jealous at this point. That Taylor Swift deals continue to blow up, and it sounds like well of a good time. And I have to say this while I'm on my little so – I'll get on a little soapbox, and I don't do that very often. The Chiefs are not losing because of Taylor Swift. Agreed. So world Agreed. 
She is not out there catching passes or t- attempting to catch. Well, as it turns out on the Chiefs, nobody really is out there catching That's passes. exactly right. Hey, why don't you bring down a catch? Or how about this? Line up where you're supposed to line up, and uh-huh. then we're another game ahead. How and- about if we can't catch the pass, we knock it to the ground instead of volleyball setting it up in the air and going, please, somebody from the other intercept team catch that. Hey, Can anybody intercept that for me? <laughs> hey, if I can't catch it, maybe somebody else. If I can't catch it, maybe they got a water boy that's got better hair. I'm only making $9 million a year. Maybe somebody can catch. Sorry, kids, I'll stop. I'll stop. I don't think – I mean, I can catch okay. I just don't think I'd ever be able to get open. Like, no, no. I Like, I have, I think I'm at like a 6'9", right now. And I think I could only run one of them. I was going like, to say, I might be good for one – Spray. I could. I could probably get one. I got one more left in. Yeah. That's that's the phase I'm at in life, Matt. Yeah. When somebody's like, "Hey, can you do?" It? I'm like, "I got one more left." I in got one, but I'm saving it. I'm saving it. Four seconds. Like, put me in as middle linebacker. Yeah. And just let me blitz straight shot. Like, if he jukes, like I'm not gonna. I'm not going nope. to be able to adjust to it. Nope. He's gonna have to stand still. So you like, guys are gonna have to smash the pocket because. I can't. Maneuver. I can only go one direction. I can't yep. turn. I can't. Uh, pivot. Funny story. So my son kicks, and he uh, is in fifth grade, and he just kicked a twenty-five yard field goal the other day. And, nice. Um, while he is practicing kicking, my six-year-old gets really bored. So it is my job to. He gets on the twenty. I get on the ten, and he tries to juke me to score. Nice. And uh, and when we first started doing this. He was scoring about one out of every 10 times. Now it's about eight out of 10 times. <laughs> and like, I go for that juke every time and I can't adjust. Like my hips are bad. My back's bad. Like, uh. So what's going to be a little baller, I think. I don't know. Man, the old Chiefs, they've got something that's a problem, but don't think it's T-Swift. It's not. It's not. I have your back, Taylor. And by the way, uh, Jason, in case you're listening, um, I did send you an email shooting my shot as far as, hey, uh, we'd love to talk about your herd of cattle in Northwest Missouri. So if right. you join the Beards and Banners, we'd love to talk. That's right. We would love to have Jason Kelsey on here, talk a little bit about ag, he maybe so some great. football, maybe, but uh, but certainly about his endeavors into the ag world a little bit. For sure. You know, Matt, I guess my my experience is a little different. I didn't get a chance to attend the ERA's tour. Um, I didn't get to do a lot of cool stuff this year, and it's hard to pinpoint one thing because I think my mind always drifts to, you know, when, when you ask that question, immediately I start thinking about what, you know, big event or what trip I went on or, you know, that kind of stuff. Or, But I'll tell you. Uh, for me, and we and we've kind of kicked this around the whole episode, you know, of me thinking the American Rule is kind of a special show. It's certainly a special one to me. And for a lot of years now, we've been lucky enough, I guess, uh, what you'd say, to be involved in the the judging contest side of the American Rule. Um, at first, I as an ag teacher, and I'd take kids down, and we'd feed and water and take care of stuff. Kids would drive hogs in the contest or whatever, kind of lug sheep around. Now it's turned more into kind of a family thing or, or uh, I guess maybe kind of, you know, not really affiliated with Judge and Pro, but but just kind of 
as a family, we like to kind of sort those hogs and, and buy the hogs for the contest um, that we'll use in the 4-H and FFA and the collegiate contest and then feed on them a little bit and get them presented, get a crew together that can drive them. And as I was thinking about stuff, and 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 I looked at it this way, what would 12 or 14-year-old me think is just way cool about old man me that I get to do? And uh, since we've already established neither of us are playing in the NFL or Major League Baseball. Not even for one play. Not even for one play. And as I'm not currently married to Mariah Carey, uh, I had to get a little further down on the list. And I will tell you, being involved in that contest of the American Royal and getting to kind of tune up on some animals, sort through some animals to put classes together for that contest has become probably one of the things that I enjoy the most over the course of the year. One of the things that I'm probably the proudest of or take the most pride in. And every single year, and this year was no exception, I the one of my favorite parts is that a lot of those colleges, junior colleges, send their freshmen to me to help. And getting to work with some of those young folks, meet them, hear their stories, tell them, you know, kind of give them my spiel on here's what I'm trying to do with these classes. Here's the kind of hogs I like. Here's what we're going to do to get them ready. It's just so much fun at every phase of that particular deal. And it's a three or four days that every single time. And this year, probably my favorite three or four days of the entire year that I get to spend in Kansas city helping with the contest and putting hogs together for it. And it's just, it's just, it's just a blast. And that's probably the best experience for me personally of 2023 is continuing to be involved in that particular um, show and contest and getting to work with some darn good pigs and some real, real good kids out there. Well, I know friend that you do a great job with that and you put a lot of effort, put a lot of time and your whole heart in those things. And I know a lot of people really appreciate it, but they always appreciate you make those things placeable. You make them challenging. You make the cuts fair, but it's not going to, you're not there to fool anybody. Right. Just right. put livestock out there. That's going to be sortable. Maybe some challenging decisions that we get to talk, but let's not try to fool kids. And oh, no. sometimes it, I, my biggest pet peeve is going to a contest that's not very well thought out. Hey, we're just going to put these four animals, the first four that jumped on the trailer. We're going to put this on there and, and these will be the ones we sort. You know, we, we have to do a better job of realizing kids need to see the whole picture. And sometimes yep. putting that fourth best one out there and easy bottom, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to have logic. They, there's nothing wrong with livestock being placeable. There's nothing wrong with livestock being placeable in a contest. It, I'm not saying they have to be fall out a bit easy, but it's okay for them to be pretty easy once in a while. In fact, I'll tell you, for all of you listening who maybe have judged in that contest or are going to judge or maybe you're coaching for that contest, hey, I'm going to tell you the behind-the-scenes deal on the Hogs. I tell all them college kids when they come help me, when we put those classes together, I want them to cut 5-5-5 five, five, five back behind because mm-hmm. they're not going to cut that way when you get them out there in the pen. And you're dealing with kids that are in a national contest, whether it's 4-H, FFA, junior college, senior college. They're they're a little jazzed up because it's the American mm-hmm. rules, one of them big ones. And they're going to make it a little harder than it really needs to be. You're anyway. exactly right. And so there's no reason for us to overcomplicate things and make it hard. Let's give them great ones to look at. 
Let's give them some sort of a dynamic uh, and let's give them some logic and let them go. Good, good. I think that is fantastic. And boy, I appreciate what you do. And I bet that was a great experience for you in 2023, my friend. It was, it was, it was awesome. I think we're into number one. Am I right? I think we have got all the way down our list, Matt, to number one of 2023. And that is, you and I get an opportunity to get out on the road and judge some shows. And we talk about, we saw this one, we saw that one. And we even talk a little bit about, I, I went here, I did this, whatever. What's the what's your favorite show you judged this year? What's your favorite show you got to sort this year? You know, in the last few years, I have uh, been asked to judge as many shows as ever, but they're always on my county fair or on my vacation or uh, state fair time or something like they just kind of conflict a little bit more than what I'd like. And so um, I got an opportunity to judge a few this year. And one of my favorites was the little old Lewis County fair. And what they have in Missouri is they have a, they have a show that's in County, but then they have an open show right afterwards where they open it up to counties that also allow your animals in there so if you are compliant with allowing your those animals with other from other counties they can do that and they kind of um, make it a little bit bigger show and give kids an extra opportunity to go out and show and i really like that well have the opportunity to judge that and you know as you get older different things really stand out to you and one of the things that stood out to me is they had close to 40 bucket calf yep. exhibitors. And I know that that's not the fanciest thing to talk about. And like, well, what are you why are you talking about bucket calf? Well, guys, I truly believe that those peewee shows and those novice shows are needed now as much as they ever have been. I would agree this with that. It's going to be a topic of an upcoming episode about dragging some more people along with you because we have to replace the people that we lose to college. We have mm -hmm. to replace the people that we're losing because they're moving out of town or moving yep. out of the country. And we have to keep educating people. And I saw so many kids that were either friends or relatives or different things that were leading a bucket calf that may have been theirs, may have not been theirs. And it was really cool, the experience that they had for those kids. And there's, there is nothing more daunting of a task that you have when they make you actually pick a winner of a bucket calf competition. Like, uh, come on, man. I, I know that, hey, I'm competitive too, but it, like, let's not, let, let's not make me pick out like the baby show. Like, like right. be like it's like, we're it, the cutest baby. I never liked baby shows. Like, let's, let's not do that with kids because, you know, let's give them a good experience and things like that. And, uh, but it was great. Um, found a really good steer. To, that was very complete that day 
Um, found a really, really good heifer that was a little on the heavy fat side, but boy, she got it done and, and a lot, a lot of good stuff and a lot of good stock and just, just love being around good people. And that's what Lewis County had this year and really, really good show. A lot of fun. So shout out to you guys in Lewis County. What about you, friend? You know, I got to. I got to go a lot of places this year. I'm I'm lucky enough that my schedule kind of a has opened up here since I've switched my lifestyle a little bit. And I've got to go on the road and judge more shows um, uh, for kind of the same reasons that you're talking about not getting to do them. I was always tied up at school or couldn't get away that many days in a row or, or whatever. And I get to go do more of them now. And man, it's been so much fun. I've enjoyed it so much of uh, getting to go do some more shows and, and I'll tell you, it's, it's hard to pinpoint one. I did. I've got, I think my favorite show I judged, um, but I've, I've got some honorable mentions. I've got some honorable mentions. Um, I got a chance to go out to Arizona and judge um, one of the shows there in their series here this fall. And I think I told that story. Got couldn't get a rental car. Had to get a ride up there. Um, shout out to Ashley who uh, gave me a ride. Make sure that I got to the hotel to the show, and then was my tour guide for a day that we flew out after the show, which was awesome. Got to see some sights and some scenery there in Arizona. But that show, those shows are well run. Uh, they're good livestock, regardless of species. The kids are exceptionally good to work with uh the people are good to work with it's a good crew it's fun environment that's a great one got a chance to go down and i talked about this one i think too uh and judge a sheep jackpot and tuttle oklahoma that was a hoot great sheep first of all it was exactly what i hoped it'd be as an oklahoma deal um did not disappoint in terms of the quality of the livestock the quality of the kids the facility's awesome. Uh, my old buddy CL teaches, he's the ag teacher mm -hmm. there in uh, Tuttle and and is maybe one of the winningest and most successful ag teachers in the nation. Um, and beyond that, a super great human being and a great ag teacher and a great mentor and role model to those kids that he's around uh, got me to go down there and do that one. And it was a fun atmosphere. The guys that sponsored put it on are out there in the ring and they're jumping around and they're like grabbing hold of kids and congratulating them when you slap one grand and they're giving stuff away in the middle of the show. And they're messing with me and having me sit down a chair and rubbing my back when it gets a little more <laughs> difficult. That one was a hoot. Um, That's I got a chance great. To check one off my bucket list this year. You know, we talk a lot about quality of state fairs and every area's got their their claim to fame well i don't think you can grow up in the midwest and not have an enormous amount of respect for the iowa state fair mm -hmm. and uh and kind of be mystified by that fair that system the amount of livestock how it all runs the amount of people just that are fair goers at that event and i got a chance to go sort um the limousine show and south devons at the iowa state fair mm -hmm. Those neither one of those are huge shows, 
but extremely good quality and extremely good cattle top to bottom. And I can tell you of all the kind of state fair stuff I've done, there's a reason that Iowa State Fair is top of the heat. How you're treated, how they go about their business, getting you in and out of the fairgrounds. And this is going to sound ego-driven. I promise it's not. But it's how a state fair should, I think, welcome folks. Is When you walk onto that state fairgrounds in Iowa and you're judging a show, you're important. They're, you're important to them. And they want to make sure you have a good experience. And and it's the Iowa State Fair cattle deal, man. It's pretty good. It was one that I got to check off my bucket list, and I was super pumped about that. My number one favorite show I judged this summer. For the first time, I got a chance to go down to Florida and judge some shows. I'm actually getting ready to head back here in a couple of weeks. But I got a chance to go down and sort the East Coast Classic in DeLand, Florida. And... It's not in a great big state-of-the-art facility. In fact, it's in a great big, It's don't get me wrong, it's an extremely nice tent. It's in a tent at their school farm there in DeLand. And I was there, I think it was a two-day deal. I think I was there three days, but it's a two-day show. And surprisingly, Matt, I judged sheep, goats, and cattle. Did not sort a hog while I was there. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, I was so impressed with the organization, how smooth that show ran, the quality of the livestock, the quality of the exhibitors, the quality of the showmanship, all the way through. Every species, every division, the folks that were helping put that on, the people that were running it, you can tell they wanted to be top-notch. They treated me as great as anybody's ever treated me going and judging a show, take you out to great places to eat, make sure that you're comfortable, that you're having a good time. It was, in terms of judging a show, as much fun, probably, and as good an experience. And, and I, I'm really lucky in the fact that I don't really have a lot of negative experiences judging shows. I, I really genuinely enjoy doing it. I genuinely enjoy getting to go sort stuff and talk stuff. But that one was just, it was fun to be in a different part of the country mm -hmm. to see a little different stock, but to re also realize that quality is pretty universal mm -hmm. and kids desire to be good and get their animals presented well and families desires to, to go be successful, pretty universal in today's world. And that one was one that I, I really, really enjoyed. And if you ever get a chance not just you, but anybody that's out there listening to us, if you get a chance to go down to the land and get to sort one, you're not going to regret it. It's a pretty first-class experience. It's pretty fun. You know, we have uh, several hogs down to Florida over the years, and uh, there is not a group of kids that send videos weekly <laughs> more than those kids do. Yep. Every week, it. they are on me. Hey, what do we need to do? What do we need what, to do? Yep. And, it is awesome. And they listen and they spare no expense and they go after it. Um, it's really cool to see them all walking their pigs and barefoot and down the down south. And yep. it's kind of kind of interesting. But I tell you what, they are, they really get after it. And I really commend them for coming so far so fast. And uh it's a really inspired group down there. And I'm really excited to see what that southeast 
part of the United States is doing and can't wait to see what the next 10 years brings. Yep. It's hot. And you talk about a part of the country that's come a long way, I think, in terms of how they go about what they do. And, and, and obviously there's some reasons for that, the mm-hmm. availability of online sales and all that kind of stuff. And you can kind of get them shipped in from anywhere. And, mm-hmm. and like we've said before, the availability of feed and additives and the knowledge that you can acquire to, to, to get stuff fed, make it presented is so good everywhere right now that man, it's, it's fun. It's so much fun, Matt, to get to go out and and do some of those. And so, man, I've enjoyed 2023 all the way along. It's been such a fun year. Hey, it gave us beards and banners too. And uh, we can't forget about that one. Yeah. And I do want to say that that probably without a doubt, has been one of the most positive things I've been a part of in 2023. I think it gives me something to look forward to every week. I think it gives us a reason to chat about all the life experiences, not necessarily the news and what's going on in the world, but uh, as, as, as our listeners may have noticed, uh, we're not a reliable news outlet. However, it is, it's been really good for me. Uh, but I also, by the number of people that have reached out, And the number of people that have said, hey, I really enjoy this segment or, hey, this is a good one I've seen or, hey, have you seen this side or whatever? It's been really, really humbling to know that sometimes that motivational message that we do at the end really means a lot to people. And you have a really good one today that will bring us into 2024 and keep our head up and get us going. What is your motivational message? It's one that I kind of live by, I guess. And and I hope that I haven't already used this one. I probably have. Um, I know it, you know, it made its way onto probably every motivational quote board that I did on my marker board when I was teaching and, and one that I kind of carry with me all the time. Strength doesn't come from winning. Your struggles develop your strengths. When you go through hardships, and you decide not to surrender, that's strength. And I think that that's such an important message because, you know, one of our big themes during this is there's good days and bad days. And it's easy when everything's sunshine and roses to get excited and be, yeah, man, I'm doing my, you know, I'm living my dream. I'm doing what I want to do. And then there's days that don't go the way you want them to. And, And maybe there's not much, at least on the top, when you first look, there may not be much to celebrate. But those are the days that that build who you are. Mm-hmm. Those are the days that get you further down the road. Those are the days that when that wind does come around, and it will, it always does, you will appreciate that wind that much more because you had to bleed for it a little bit. And I'm a big believer in that, um, that those days that you roll out of bed and you don't really want to get to work are the days you have to work the hardest. I could not agree with you more. And what a good way to bring us into 2024 and put some things in perspective. And man, that was a fun episode. I'm really looking forward to what good things 2024 brings. We have some great topics that we're going to bring to the table in 2024 that we've talked about. But boy, we're going to create some more memories here on Beards and Banners. Everybody, please have a great new year. Take care of your friends, take care of yourselves, take care of your families. And remember, 
Be nice. Have a good 2024, everybody. You guys have a great week. We'll see you next episode.